1929, Pope Pius XI put out an urgent call to priests around the world. He needed missionaries to go to Russia. And among the people who answered that call was a young American by the name of Walter Chiswick. He was a young Jesuit. He was studying in Rome at the time. He was eventually trained in Russian language and how to celebrate the, uh, the, the Russian rite liturgy. He eventually made his way to Poland and then secretly entered the Soviet Union in 1940, disguised as a Polish refugee during World War II. He worked secretly doing ministry while working his day job as a logger in the middle of Russia until he was arrested in 1941, accused of being a Vatican spy. The next 14 years of his life were spent in captivity. Solitary confinement in Lubyanka prison in Moscow then, many years in the Gulag, hard labor in the middle of Siberia. And no one had heard from this man for over 20 years. He was presumed dead by his family and friends in the United States. But he was very much alive. All throughout his time in Russia, again, nearly 20-plus years, he never ceased to perform his priestly ministry, praying his divine office for memory, preaching retreats to the other prisoners, and whenever he could, when someone could slip him a little bit of bread and wine, he would secretly have Mass. There were many times during his captivity in Russia where he would go long periods of time without Holy Mass. At one point, he went five years without Holy Mass. He was released from the Gulag in 1955, and after that he worked various odd jobs in Russia while secretly functioning as a priest, offering Masses, hearing confessions, doing marriages and baptisms. And occasionally the secret police would kick him out of the towns and try to intimidate this American, but they never did. And in 1963, Walter Chiswick was exchanged for a Soviet spy and allowed to return home to the United States. Back in the U.S., he became a very prolific author. And he wrote a very, very big-selling book called He Leadeth Me. And in it, he says some very beautiful words about his time in Russia and what he learned, especially about his Catholic faith. And in that book, he says this, Sometimes I think that those who have never been deprived of an opportunity to say or hear Mass do not really appreciate what a treasure the Mass is. If we have ever perhaps not appreciated Holy Mass as much as what we could have, I do hope we appreciate it now. After two months away from public Mass, I hope we have grown in our desire, our attachment, and our appreciation for this greatest treasure of Holy Mother Church. There's a beautiful saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Hopefully there have been moments in the last two months where we have said to ourselves, man, I really wish I had Mass right now. I really, really need Mass right here, right now. And not that we would willingly do this to ourselves, and certainly it wasn't by choice, but hopefully 
Being deprived of Holy Mass for a little while has given us a chance to rediscover its beauty and how essential it is to our spiritual lives. Maybe you've realized that, like me, that all the other things surrounding Mass that can be annoying sometimes are really immaterial and quite trivial. Being away from Mass has hopefully made us more patient with crying babies, a sound system that sometimes doesn't work, maybe that one song we can't stand, or a homily that might not speak to us. All of these things seem so insignificant compared with the fact that we haven't had Mass for a while and how beautiful the Mass is. Again, it's the greatest treasure of the Church, the greatest gift that Christ gave us, given to us the night before He died, out of love for us at the Last Supper with His disciples. And in the Mass, we go back to the Last Supper. We go to the foot of Calvary. And there is no substitute for it, brothers and sisters. No substitute for the real presence of Christ that is offered to us in the Holy Mass. A lot of my millennial compatriots sometimes say to me, Oh, Father, I don't really go to Mass, but I'm really spiritual. I find God in the woods. Cool, I guess. Father Chiswick might say, Oh, that's adorable, that's cute, but he's really present here. He is really present here. He's actually present here. And certainly, again, Mass on the computer and the TV has served a great purpose for us, especially for those who can't be here and who aren't comfortable going out right now. And certainly, uh, we should continue to do that, but it is a temporary stopgap, but never a permanent solution. If you take COVID out of the equation entirely, it's not even close. Ours is a faith of personal encounter rather than virtual, physical presence over virtual. It's so meaningful that when we are finally able to move about freely, finally able to gather in groups together and we feel comfortable doing so, where do we go? We go here. This is where we should be. Recently I was reminded of a very beautiful quote that's hung in a lot of sacristies. Uh, we joke it's the priest equivalent of the Notre Dame play like a champion sign and you hit it on the way out. It's a beautiful quote that says this. Priests of Jesus Christ, celebrate this Mass as if it was your first Mass, as if it was your last Mass, as if it were your only Mass. And I've been, as a priest, I'm blessed to still offer Mass every day regardless of if people are there or not. But I want to maybe turn that statement around to all of you. Go to Mass as if it was your first Mass, as if it was your last Mass, as if it was your only Mass. May we never be ambivalent, apathetic, or unappreciative of the treasures of the Holy Eucharist and Holy Mass. May we appreciate every opportunity we have to worship our Lord. May the absence that we've experienced make our hearts grow fonder for Christ and the Holy Eucharist and yearn ever more deeply for God's presence in Holy Mass.